to the Shrink Think Podcast. I'm Aaron. And I'm Nathan, and we're both licensed professional counselors in Oregon, here to open up our lives and minds with you. We are your companion on the journey to grow your healthcare practice, yourself, and your relationships. To get you started, we've got a free email course on our website, shrinkthinkpodcast.com forward slash course, with practical steps on overcoming your fear and anxiety. Thank you for joining us on the Shrink Think Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to the Shrink Think Podcast. We're going to follow up on a previous episode that we were talking about humility. And in that episode, we were talking about when you go to therapy, inevitably you're going to share some things about yourself and your therapist is going to give you some feedback. They're going to share some things about you. And that can be really challenging, honestly. Um, We try to do that as gently, but as clearly and as directly as we can in the way, the timing that might be best for you. Obviously, you know, if you come in and it's a really difficult week or you're in a difficult spot, we're not going to be like, well, you know, you got yourself here, dude. You know, that's <laughs> well, prob- that was dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. We're not going to do that. Um, but when you when you come to the moment where you might be open to some of this feedback and then you, you know, we share something and you're like, wow, wait, are you wait, I do what? I come across. Oh, my goodness. I did not want to see myself that way or. Does that mean I'm just like my, you know, mother, father, whoever person that I don't want to be like? Um, in that moment, it's a, it, it can be really difficult to receive that feedback. So we want to talk today a bit about how do you do that? W- why is it so difficult? And then what are some of the things that you can keep in mind or what's some of the process that you can go through to be able to receive that feedback well and not let it, I guess, take you out, you know, for the rest of the day or for a week or longer? Sometimes that can happen, though, um, you know, when it comes to being taken out by feedback. Um, and that just kind of depends on your phase of life, I think, um, meaning like what's all going on in your mind and that kind of thing. So one of the first things you you want to try to remember to kind of bring up is what what is going on in life right now for me? Like, why is this hitting so hard? I mean, so stress factors matter to that, right? So stuff that maybe you've had like a couple hard weeks or maybe this day in particular has been horrible or maybe it sounds like something that you heard or somebody that you, (laughs) somebody you don't like has said that same thing to you. (laughs) No way. I don't respect this person at all. (laughs) But then you're saying it and I respect you. Oh, I don't want to, I don't want to give them that credit that that person was might might have been true or right. Well, yeah, because you you have this person on don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> right. A, a mode in your brain of like I don't hear anything you say, mm-hmm. especially if if they kind of really nobody listens to them or whatever. But when you hear things, oftentimes it's re, it's relating to when it when it hurts, it relates to um a misunderstanding that you have of yourself. So, something like um, you would you would think to yourself, I would never do that. I don't even know what you're talking about. Like that wouldn't that can't happen. I don't even have those intentions. You couldn't have been impacted that way because I don't even think like that. So what you're telling the other person is you are crazy. <laughs> right. And whatever you're seeing, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. It's not true. Nothing to see here. <laughs> you know? Right. Right. So when you're in therapy, a lot of the nerves are around that because people come in kind of nervous about what you're, what us therapists are going to say next, you know, and and to be honest, the longer you are a therapist, the more obvious that is. (laughs) And we're also nervous about giving you that feedback as well. 
because we know that it, it bears saying it needs to be spoken it needs to be seen and we also know that there's a nerve there that we're trying to be gentle around but that's literally what you hired us to do that's our job to give you that feedback as directly as honestly but also as gently as possible so that we can then walk with you through it and beyond it and scrunch you into the ground (laughs) (laughs) just kidding and squish you like a pea (laughs) but typically that that uh, sensitivity is going to be built towards shame so and all of, you know, enter Brene Brown and all of her research, right? The power of vulnerability comes to mind right off the top of my head. Um, but it's that idea of, of shame is something that leads to the core of who you are, you believe. So uh, as an example, it's one thing to, to be told you lied. It's another thing to be called a liar, right? But that's what we do inside of ourselves. We hear something that that's hard to hear. We're like tempted or maybe go all the way there to say like, oh no, I am X, I'm a bad X, I'm a bad person. Yeah, and I think I want to add, a, um, I guess interject a really significant component to this because in my mind, I, I, I kind of lay this out um, a little bit, you can say chronologically or um, in, in terms of like positioning of these elements to one another, right? Um, so you get the feedback that's right in front of you and then um, next to it is maybe these emotions that can come up and then inside those emotions are these messages that we, you know, that, that are embedded in those feelings that tell us we're bad, that where the shame lies. So in essence, I want to bring forth those feelings that can come up and talk about, yeah, when you get this feedback that you might not like, or might have surprised you or whatever, what, what ends up happening then is you get this like wave of emotion. You can feel this wave of emotion. Maybe you don't even realize it's an emotion. Maybe you just go straight to shame, but that's because that wave has just crashed over you and now you're just completely buried under the water. But this emotion, and the reason why I think we get these messages, this, these shame messages about ourselves, is because when, it, when something is so overwhelming or so painful or, or impactful, we don't just say, wow, I feel hurt about that. that feeling is so big and so overpowering to us, we say, I am whatever, you know, I am hurt, I am bad, I'm whatever. And we've got this like, you know, if you're if this something connects with something in your childhood, then from that standpoint, developmentally, at that age, you're you're egocentric, which basically means you make everything about you. And that's perfectly normal. That's a a good thing in children. You know, when they hear um, parents doing something or talking about something, and then the kid walks in the room and they're like, are you talking about me? Like, no, we weren't. Actually, Shockingly. We weren't. <laughs> right. It's not always about you, Timmy. Um, but th- that's a perfect example of, you know, when something happens, you can take it personally. And, and so that mechanism of feeling a feeling and then globalizing that into a message about yourself or personalizing it as a message about yourself is what can connect with shame. Oh, I must have done something. I must be bad in some way. Right. And so it's as children can't distinguish the difference between their behavior and who they are. Right. So then as we get older, if depending on your childhood, that's why that stuff matters, by the way, because depending on how you grew up, you're going to be more or less prone to just have a have a freeway system that's built to you, (laughs) you being just a horrible person. So so essentially anything that you do is like, oh, I'm bad. (laughs) Right. And that's terrifying. (laughs) All roads lead to that. Right. So you end up going through life, not really wanting to, to actually experience that. Right. Cause why would you want to experience that? 
And um, as you hear things, and what we're talking about is like, how can you receive this stuff? We we need to honor like the other side of this, which is, um, yeah, we know this can hurt really bad. It's when you get a wash in that wave, um, you're going to need to humble yourself, be vulnerable and process it. So you might not be able to do that with the person that said these things, though, like, they say something to you and you've, and you, they've offered it up for you to receive it. I think of it like, um, like I'll tell clients when it comes to the shame thing, um, Oh, look at it like a Hallmark card. You have been invited to believe that you are a pile of crap. <laughs> right. <laughs> you can take the card and go, here's your card. I'm not going to take the card, but it, but at times until you get like better at doing that, you just take the card and read it. And go, this is my card. I really am. You think this or whatever. And but it may be that with those feelings that come up, uh, you come in, especially if, if things um, that, that, that have been offered to you that are overwhelming. You don't need don't get us wrong. There is no um, healthy way to be pummeled in emotion. Like it just take that. Out. We, we're not saying like, well. You didn't really swim the right way when you're underneath <laughs> right. that water. <laughs> it's you should be drowning. And that's why I like that example, because even, you know, even experienced surfers and swimmers can get hit by a large wave that they don't see coming, because that's essentially what we're talking about here. It's if you see it coming, you can brace yourself and then it doesn't pummel you. Right. But if it's like a sneaker wave that comes up and, you know, is gigantic and smashes you, even that happens to them. And it doesn't mean like, oh, wow you're a bad swimmer or you don't know what you're doing out there on the water. No, in this, in this metaphor, it's going to happen to everybody. And, and you just kind of expect that when it does, okay, I need to learn how to recover well from it. Right. So then that gets into how to receive it. Like, because then you're looking at what do you actually receive? Like, you know, in, in order to do that, you have, sometimes you, you may not be able to talk with the person that was offering this to you in the first place when you got pummeled. That's what, that's a lot of times what us therapists are actually for is because we can look at this and go, okay, you know, what happened? And at that point, it's your job to, go, to, to be okay with being confused about what happened, right? Because you, you, like, I don't know why I responded this big. I, I had this, this thing, like, I guess my dad did say these things, but I, but I can't imagine, I mean, I've had other people say similar stuff to that, and I've never been, like, pummeled and turned around in a wave of this. Like, I don't know really what's there. And we, as therapists, we freaking love that because it's so easy to go because we're curious about it, too. And we already care about you. So we're not interested in finding out that you're, a, you know, a turd or a pelican. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for all the imagery. <laughs> I had a therapist before saying, Nate, I think of that immediately. Like, it comes to my mind. Stop doing it. And Sorry, that's just who I am. <laughs> Yeah. And, and when that happens, you know, you're as you're processing it, sometimes it's it's difficult to process because it's so, you know, it's so heavy. It's connected to this other stuff and maybe you can't get to it right away. And so one of the things that might be helpful for you to know is what is it that you need in order to receive this or in order to get out from underneath that wave so that you can get to a place where you can receive it? So in that metaphor, it's saying, OK, the wave pummeled you, you're down below water, you don't know which way is up, you barely have any breath, like, maybe you just need to get above the water and catch your breath. So you're like, <gasps> okay, what just happened, right? And some some of the things that you might need, uh, for example, are some time and some space. So sometimes when some of this feedback comes up, I see something landed for a person and they're overwhelmed in session, I might just stop and say, okay, what just happened or what landed for you? 
And maybe you can't even exactly articulate it. Maybe you're just crying um, because it was just so overwhelming and so painful. And so we'll just stop and slow down and, and say something like, hey, take your time. Let yourself feel, recover. We don't need to do anything with that. We don't need to push it. We don't need to fix it. Let's just let that be. So maybe you need some time and space. Or maybe you need some encouragement, some comfort. Like, oh, was that painful? Was that the thing that maybe your dad had said to you when you were a kid? Oh, that must be really, really painful. Let's just let that be for right now. It doesn't mean that that's who you are now, but I can see how that maybe makes you feel like a little kid again. Yeah, you know what? Um, some of you out there, um, I just want to tell you, like, congratulations, you do have needs. Uh, you know, some of you are like, no, that's okay. I don't need all that. Um, you know, well, part of receiving something is is also understanding what you need. It is an extremely normal pro thing in the process to need to have some resources to get you through it. You know, in the metaphor, the, if you are underneath water, there's no reason to be doing any thinking except for finding air. Like, you know, right. you need air and then you can figure out next time. I'll look behind me more, you know, or whatever. Yeah. And, and in that analogy, again, you might need um, a life jacket, something, a flotation device, right? Maybe you need a surfboard, a paddleboard. You need something to like put your hands on or to stabilize yourself and in order to get up and get out of the water or to catch your breath. And those things are okay. It's okay if you need those things. Yeah. And people have different things, right, that they need. Some people um, need to have some space to process. They need some time because they, they need to kind of like look inside themselves a bit. Um, and you can kind of clue into this a bit of what you need by what you kind of naturally do. Um, it's just that in that, in that, uh, natural reactive state, we often kind of, um, get done inside of that process. So what I mean by that is person says, well, I just need to be alone and think about this. And so they go be alone, they just leave and go think about it. And then when they come back, it's like, you're not talking about this. It's not happening. Like, because all that they did is get to a place of feeling like they could put a fake facade back on and then walk back into life. Yeah, like sort of like compartmentalize it somewhere inside themselves. Like, okay, if I have to receive this into my home, I'm going to compartmentalize it in the basement and okay, it's there. <laughs> right. Right. I don't really know what it is yet. <laughs> right. I know that it totally sucks, but it's here. It's, it's there. Here. It's still wrapped <laughs> in the corner. Oh, and sometimes I go downstairs and I see it over there in the corner Yeah, <laughs> behind something else. <laughs> Uncle Fred never gives good things. Trust me. We don't need to open it. <laughs> right. I didn't even like getting the gift. The packaging sucked. Yeah. <laughs> so what we're talking about is that idea of, you, you know, taking the packaging idea in is like you're taking that into your therapist going like, OK, I have never literally got a good thing from this person in my life. Um, and now here's this. And I think I probably should unwrap it. OK, what do you need in order to unwrap that? It's funny. Some people are and there are different types of people out there. Some people literally are like, let's just unwrap it and look at it. And I just need to see it just hit me with it, right? They're literally like, I just want to rip the bandaid. Exactly, exactly. And that's totally fine. You know, for some people that actually provides a lot of safety to just have it done. And now they know exactly what it is. And they can process it after that without any fear or guessing about what it is. It's just boom, right there. And stark buck naked right in front of you. There it is. <laughs> right. And for other people, it's different. It's like, you know, can we let's just 
bring it into the house and leave it in the basement and we'll leave it there for a couple of weeks. And I know it's there. I'll kind of get used to it uh, downstairs. And when I start to get comfortable it being there and I forget about it, that's probably when I need to like, okay, I'm going to like bring it upstairs and I'm like, okay, it's there all the time, you know? And then maybe I need to unwrap a little bit of it and see a little, and then like move it away. Like maybe we just need to do it a little piece at a time because that's overwhelming to me or because it's such a big deal or whatever. And that's fine as well. The bottom line is you need to be moving toward the process of opening that, looking at it, and receiving it. It doesn't matter how fast or slow that is, because each one of us has our own process with it. But the point is we need to be in motion toward receiving it. Yeah. And, you know, as you're talking about that, Aaron, what I'm realizing is that receiving really is um, the process of us kind of taking what we're going to get from that and then making a decision based on it. So like taking the, the gift analogy from uncle Fred, that's a weirdo. Um, let, let's just say, and this is, I, I need this to be more of a real example in the way of like, it's going to be a little cringy. Okay. <laughs> so idea to come, but, but this will make it, I think make more sense. Let's say that, you know, the client, so to speak, that brings this in is a, is a 26 year old female And um, she's got literally a gift from Uncle Fred, the weirdo. And she's like, I've never got anything good from this dude. And she's freaked out to open it. And we process a bunch of different things about what she needs. And and then maybe one week she literally, and I've had this happen actually in other situations, like leaves the gift in my office. And then we come back in and she looks at it. Are you opening it yet? Okay. So we move through the process and now we're opening it. And we open it up, get all the box undone and it's panties. Like, yeah, weird. Okay. Like, and I know that, like I'm sitting there as a therapist, like, and this has never happened. This is not a real story, but, um, going, I I just want to look at this, like, let's be honest with it. So then she has reason to go, like, I told you, Nate, like, this is messed up, man. Well, now we've received this. We, she's received her emotion about it. She's been validated. And also as we process it, we realize, well, I mean, they're kind of inanimate. I mean, they're just all that they are is like underwear and it's weird for sure. But, um, but what does it say? Well, it actually says more about Fred than it says about her, right. As we process this through and then she can be like, "Mm, I just, you know what? I'm just not going to take anything from Fred anymore. This is not happening. Like, I don't know if I want to be around him because this, this is really weird, but that can settle. It can, the information can be received as like, which means how am I going to move forward with this? How am I going to take this information? I'm going to use it to determine like, this is, definitely weird my therapist knows it's weird i'm not crazy this is not happening anymore information received so in light of that what are you taking away for yourself right you're taking away in that that this is a hard scenario and in that way you are not this doesn't reflect on you right so you can go like okay this was hard to think about this was hard to feel this was hard to get get that information but the reality was in this way, like after I process through it, I can realize like I, I'm actually a pretty solid person. Like I, this was never about me in the first place. There was no, there's not really a reason to be scared about this because I have control over whatever it's going to be. Yeah. Even if it's, you know, in this example, it's kind of a, a somebody else doing something, you know, toward you or whatever. But even if in therapy, you realize something about yourself, that's really kind of core to who you are or um, core to something that you do repeatedly, maybe that's the the cause of a lot of your struggles, your problems, your relationship issues, or whatever, even as it hits that nerve, 
you still can receive it as just another piece of information. It's like a piece of the puzzle. It's not like, okay, we have to wipe the entire puzzle about yourself that you had and put this one gigantic piece in front of you that's so awful and be like, this is who you are. No, it's just another piece of the puzzle. It might be a very, very critical piece of the puzzle, but it doesn't mean that it's the only one. So what I mean by that is you can take this information about yourself and say, oh, I do this or I struggle with that or that's something I didn't even realize about myself. And also, I'm still these other things. It hasn't changed any of these other puzzle pieces in front of me. Those are still also true. Right. And so part of the the fear that you're combating as you try to receive it when it comes in as this scary thing. I mean, in in my weird example, you could this this gal could realize, wow, like I've this this like there's all aspects of my childhood that were never about me. Like it was it was never like I'm actually not bad like I think I am. Like and that can change how you receive information moving forward. So as we close up here, I just want to say one more thing. Yes, that was a very weird example. <laughs> that was a very weird example. <laughs> it was bad, right? That's all. It's bad. Yeah, we're not. <laughs> but that's the funny thing. So if you can if you can take some of that feedback and realize how ridiculous it is or be able to laugh at it or get some distance from it, you can realize, wow, like it doesn't have to be the end of the world. And with and with that, we hope you received this well. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to our show. Don't forget to head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts to leave us a review and subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. You can also visit our website at www.shrinkthinkpodcast.com forward slash course and sign up for our free email course, Nine Ways to Overcome Fear and Self-Doubt. And you'll get nine weeks worth of customized practical strategies you can use to get past the fear that's holding you back in your life. Thanks again for listening. 